hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. I've stopped fighting you I on know. this. <laughs> I honestly don't know what we would say afterwards anyway. Um, yeah, so another day, another Kevin plot that makes cohesive sense <laughs> with what's happening hey, at Riverdale right hey, now. Hey, Kevin got a plot. Hey, what? Yeah, I have so many thoughts on this. I never thought that I would have so many thoughts for a plot that was literally two scenes long. But it's, like, yeah, it's like three scenes total. Yeah, but it's uh, it is honestly the only thing I've ever wanted from Riverdale. <laughs> like, I know that you guys are like, you know, Bughead forever, and like. <laughs> Archie should be president, but, like, we really just needed Kevin to get into a weird blackmailing, tickling situation. It's, like, Riverdale is so funny because sometimes it'll do things like the Blossoms will be selling legitimately, like, heroin. Yeah. And then other times they'll be, like... Like, like Penelope Blossom is a prostitute, <laughs> or is, I'm sorry, a sex worker um, in a brothel. But also, like, we have, like, fizzle rocks and, like, we have, like, silly. It's, like, sometimes it gets too real and other times it gets too ridiculous and I love it. (laughs) Anyway, those are my thoughts. I think we can end the episode. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night. Over and out, Vixens. Oh, hey, wait, we should do some iTunes reviews. Yes, we should do some iTunes reviews. You go first. Okay. Uh, We got a five-star review from Hunt980 titled, Great! I love this podcast so much that I listened to Scream Season 2 podcasts after the mid-season finale aired. Also got me to rewatch Season 2 and the episode Happy Birthday to me with the ayahuasca trip happened. I watched those scenes high and it was scary, lol. Oh, I realized that she means the Scream episode. Yes. When I read this, I thought she was talking about Riverdale and no. I just accepted that blindly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened, right? I was like, that had to have happened. No, I just, I really truly was like, right, right, I think it was Jughead's birthday and they all tripped on ayahuasca <laughs> in a cabin by lake. Yeah, I really thought it was real. I think those are two different ev- they, they take an ayahuasca trip just to the house party. The, the right. cabin trip is is because they want to watch Insidious 1 and 2. Oh Wait, no, God. sorry, that's Finding Carter. I'm getting my MTV yes. shows confused. Finding Carter is such a good show. Um, yes, they wanted to like watch Insidious 1 and 2 and then they made us watch the trailer for it. And they literally have the lines, I'm so excited to watch Insidious 3 <laughs> in theaters. I just love product placement. Uh, Please never stop doing this. No, also, I listen good. to this at work while I'm stocking shells, and it gets me through my day. Sorry, it just sounds like I'm rambling, but I love you guys so much, and keep up the great work. Wouldn't it be wild, and this will absolutely never happen, but wouldn't it be really cool if we walked into a store one day, and there's a person like with their phone like playing like a podcast? It's uh-huh. our podcast. They're stocking shelves. Like They hear our voice, and they're, and they're like, like wait a second. <laughs> I have wanted that to happen to me for so long. I don't think it ever will, because well, we have like a decent listenership they're from all over yeah so other than like our friends who we told to listen to this i don't right. think a lot of them like live in our neighborhood well, next time you travel just like send a tweet mm-hmm. out being like hey i'm in this city and like see if anyone is like i live here that would be the coolest thing in the entire world yeah or how to get murdered yeah what i don't know we'll see i've always wanted to be the subject of a true crime series do you want to murder someone? No, i didn't say that anyway do you have plans i never said i had plans this is a weird conversation. It's got weird, John. Would you like to read a, pot, a review instead? Sure. Is this great? Uh, yes. Okay. So 
we realized that you can rewrite your reviews. Um, and in which case, if you've left us a five-star review, you don't touch them. Those are, per- <laughs> those are permanent forever. Um, but if you left us a new a new review and you were like, oh, I really, I had other thoughts and you want to like add something, you can. So this is from Ari Fake Smile, who previously told us to stop calling Cucumber Melon, Cucumber Melon. But I think that she changed her mind because now it says, great podcast, but... I would really love it if you love all ships equally. Did her score go up? Her score went up two points. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Ari. <laughs> to be fair, Fangs has not been in the episode. He will still be called Cucumber Melon, I, I think. I don't... I mean, do are we... Have we shut down any ships? I mean, I have to say, if you if you love shipping... Um, and by the way, if you love shipping, you should listen to the Shipping Room podcast. That's a great podcast. It's super fun. It's all about ships... Um, but really thoughtful commentary as well. But um, which of course means nautical vessels. It's a podcast right. entirely about boats. And <laughs> yes, of course. Cruise liners. Fascinating deep dive. Wink, wink. <laughs> pun, pun. Uh, but I know it's annoying. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we definitely don't love any of the ships. <laughs> the problem I think the only ship we really like is uh sheriff keller and mayor mccoy and right and where are they oh that's right mayor mccoy is doing a different show now and sheriff keller is off is the deep end around <laughs> yeah he has been around the whole time he's been he's been the guy in the background doing everything we've been like who's doing this and it's been sheriff <laughs> keller and no wonder he's exhausted <laughs> The only person he's not dealing with is his son, Mm. who probably needs a father right now. (laughs) Needs a father. Needs some sort of guiding light. We got a five-star review from Fidet titled, We Need to Talk About Cheryl. I love this podcast and all the theories, but weren't Cheryl and Jason going into senior year with Polly at the start of season (laughs) one? Cheryl was cheer captain and Jason was football captain. And somehow Cheryl is still in school. I think she's been getting held back because of all the trauma and the not going to school, but I don't know. Anyway, I love y'all. Keep up the good podcasting. That's like a really good point. Maybe, maybe Cheryl gets terrible grades. But then she also goes to that good college, and she's like a shoe-in. Yeah, that's a really good point, I think. She was, I think they were all implied to be seniors, but they never actually stated it outright. Yeah, and Roberto walked in the room and was like, no, nope, she's in the same grade as them. I need her around more. I yeah, love her. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. In my mind, they weren't seniors, they were juniors, Cheryl and Jason and Polly. Well, they're all seniors now. Yeah. She's a senior with all the others. No, they're identical twins, but they were born a year apart. Or fraternal twins, but born a year apart. I don't know It was one long pregnancy for Penelope, and that's why she hates Cheryl so much. Because she was in labor for a solid year before. They do have a situation where women can have two uteruses, and therefore you can be pregnant by two different people, or like two different sperm. Yeah. That would be the worst situation. That would that would be such a soap opera twist it to would be like be. Jason and Cheryl. You're not. You're only half siblings. You're only or, half siblings, but also deeply confusing. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just make them siblings instead of twins. Because like you'd still be close to your brother. In the comics, they were twins. I know, but they should have thought about it. <laughs> anyway, guys, let us know. I mean, they should have also allowed her to like. She could have graduated high school and not left the town. Because of because like I don't know her her life changed dramatically in that right. last year and then done, you know all of the same stuff she does anyway. I see the without appeal. school plots. I see the appeal of she could become the coach um, of the vixens and then just like still be around at school all the time. 
I honestly think that it would have been better if they made Cheryl like an HBIC, like for real, instead mm-hmm. of making her one with the other characters. You know, like, like if they made her really like, oh, that's Cheryl. She's like the senior girl. She's like really cool. Like she's really popular. Yeah. Then they kind of just gave her like, is she popular? Yeah. Is she cool? It's really unclear if anyone likes her. Mm -hmm. Or like if anyone ever like gave her power. She just seemed kind of mean. Yeah. Do you want to know what the title of the episode is? Oh my God. I would love nothing more than for you to tell me about the title of this episode. So the title of the episode is called Quiz Show. Um, and apparently it's about a bunch of uh, quiz show scandals of the 1950s. Is it a documentary? No, it's a narrative movie with John Turturro and uh, oh. Ralph. How do you say Ralph? Ralph Fiennes? Not Ralph Fiennes. Rafe? Rafe Fiennes. Right? Something like that? Voldemort. Oh. Um, Voldemort's in this movie. You know who. That's the one. Yeah, he, that, that one. And then Rob Morrow and a bunch of other people. Um, and... What year is yeah, the movie from? It is the movie itself is from 1994. Oh, okay. So, but it's about uh, quiz show scandals. So people cheating at a quiz show. Yes. I can see why it's the title for this episode. Yeah. I I got issues with the quiz show plot in this episode. Oh no! I thought it made a lot of sense. <clears throat> we'll we'll get there. Should we start with Betty's plot? Well, we should start with who oh, wrote yes, this episode. This episode is written by Ted Sullivan, and this is his first episode of Riverdale. It's Ed Sullivan, not Ted Sullivan. No, it's Ted Sullivan. No, I know, but I'm talking about, sorry, have you seen Bye Bye Birdie? Once, okay. maybe, a long time ago. Well, the Ed Sullivan show is a show, but like it's in Bye Bye Birdie. It's like the Ed Sullivan. So I was going to do Ed Sullivan, the song. It's not important. Please go on. I'm sorry. This human man who wrote this episode of television is Ted Sullivan. Uh, He also wrote on Star Trek Discovery, Supergirl, Revenge, and Rizzoli and Isles. I love Revenge. And I like Star Trek Discovery and Supergirl, so something for everyone. For everybody. This episode was directed by Chell Steven, and this is their first TV credit, which is cool. They've previously directed a couple shorts, Fire Girls. You're all right. You're okay. Shauna is a liar and Crystal. Cool. If you guys ever want to watch those things, I don't know how you could watch them. Yeah, me neither. Googling his name. Usually, maybe there's a website. I don't know why I said that, honestly, (laughs) but good for you. Do you want to start with Betty's plot? I do want to start with Betty's plot. Okay. So, Betty started a quiz team to take on Brett. It happened very fast. Happened completely off screen. The members are... Veronica, all of her friends. Cheryl, and Tony. Does, but like, it's not about them. <laughs> it's it's really that. just Betty on this team. And I don't know when they found time to study because apparently this episode titled "Quiz Show" isn't really about the quiz show. So like, do the thing or don't is my is my whole <laughs> thing here. Um, I think we should have called this episode "Tickled." And yeah, just called it <laughs> just. <laughs> But uh, Riverdale beats Seaside High in the quiz show. Seaside isn't the school from Nancy Drew, is it? Um, no, that town no, is a different name. I know it is on the sea, but I don't think that's the name of it. Right. I, the I'm, the yeah. town is by the side of the sea, right? But, but it's not Seaside, right? It's side sea because I don't think I don't know if she's actually in the same universe as Riverdale. No, and it's actually not. It's just produced similarly. Nancy Drew, I believe, is a CBS television production, and this is a Warner Brothers production. Hmm. 
So I think it's just kind of a coincidence that they're vaguely similar. Shows. Oh, I think CW was like, we need another Riverdale. Yeah, we need another Riverdale, but like it wasn't like Roberta was like, give me another show. Right, but like it feels like this day this is in Hollywood, he can walk into most offices saying yeah. that, and they'll give him a show. Right. Honestly, go for him. Yeah. His play, um, you were not, you didn't see the play. I don't know, you should have seen the play. The play was good. But um, it was called Good Boys, and it was really, really good. And oh, I, boy. Yeah, it was really good. Boy. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I have a more thoughtful comment on the play, but honestly, we would be here all day. So, but I really And we wouldn't be it. talking about Riverdale. We wouldn't, right. Well, we'd be a it would just be a really long tangent. Yes. <laughs> people don't love those. Some <laughs> we don't like it when we get really far off track. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. I think is what one commenter wrote about our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I went on a deep dive to see if our podcast was mentioned on the pages of Reddit, which it is. Oh. Generally favorably. Oh. Yeah. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. It's kind of like if I know something, it can hurt me as much as it possibly will, and then I'll eventually get over it. Uh Uh-huh. I can't really explain it either. You rather take the pain now than find out later? Yeah. Huh. I don't know why. I don't believe in what you don't know can't hurt you. I believe in whatever you read on the internet will hurt you, and that's how it is. <laughs> and that's how it should be. Please be nice to me, guys. I'm very <laughs> fragile. I will cry. I will cry. Not in front of you, but behind the mic. So, Betty asked Charles to investigate Brett uh, because he got into Yale, and she didn't. Well, I mean, she says because he's Brett, but... Betty should have been a shoe in for Yale. She has a 4.1 GPA. That's Extracurriculars, nothing. that internship she did. This, okay, mild tangent. I really hate how TV shows pretend that the Ivy League schools are the only schools and that it's easy to get into them. Yeah. One of my best friends, like, they were the perfect candidate in, like, every way for an Ivy League school crazy GPA, crazy extracurricular, like everything that you possibly could do to get into a school, they did not get into any of the IVs. Like, shockingly. Like, everybody, like, from the time that they were, like, a child, you would have assumed, like, oh, like, of course, like, who mm-hmm. else would? It's just that they're so competitive and that they're looking really for such um, specific things, mm-hmm. I guess, um, that being great and being an excellent student is not even enough a lot of the times. It's So anyway, it's very entitled that Betty thinks that she could have possibly have not gotten into Yale on her own, merit, on yeah. her own merits or demerits or whatever you want to say. <laughs> like she, it's not, it's not like she didn't get into like the University of Pittsburgh or something, which right. is like a good school, but it's not like a school that. It would be shocking that she didn't get into Yeah, that. exactly. Like it's not like she didn't get into her safety school. Also, yeah, what's wrong with her other schools that did accept her. Yeah, it was very... Uh. Hey, can I ask you a question about your friend who didn't get into Yale? Yeah. Uh, were either of their parents a serial killer? Um, both of their parents were... Oh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Right. Mm. Also, I really do think this would benefit her. I hate to say it. What? If her parent, like her dad was a serial killer, I do think that that would help her get into school. You think you think a school would be like happy to have the kid of a I serial killer? I honestly do, yes. Maybe. It would bring a lot of attention to the school. Yeah. I kind of think if she was somebody who they could write a book, like 
Mm-hmm. Like, if Betty's, like, my dad, the serial... Like, why wouldn't she get into the school? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would actually be very smart yeah. for them. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like... I don't think it If would... anyone looks into Betty even a little bit, they'll be like, <laughs> oh, she has violent tendencies. Right. Right. There could have been many reasons. Like, the gang... So, like, going. yeah, if anyone on the internet is like, oh, her dad's a serial killer and she murdered her pet that one time... <laughs> Maybe we don't want her at this school. <laughs> right. But also, That's the first step. What was the cat's name? Uh, Caramel? Caramel. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's just like, what a weird plot line to give her. I don't know. Uh, he also, Charles will also talk to a friend at Yale about why she didn't get in. Because Charles just has connections. No one, no one questions it. Yeah. But he does. Uh, Charles... Does find information on Brett. He hands her a file on him, and he immediately takes it to. She immediately takes it to Jughead in Brett's room. Yeah. Uh, so she like takes that, marches over to get on a train to take it upstate just a little bit uh, to get up and go all the way to the Stonewall dorms. They're spending so much money for these live in-person confrontations. Didn't she also like have sex with Jughead like in the morning before school? I don't think it's the same day. No, it's not the same day. But like, but, like how yes. does that yes. work? Was it Monday? Did you stay overnight? Right, <laughs> yeah. that's my question. Alice, why is Alice allowing this? Well, they live in the same house, so really, what is she going to do? It, As Betty told her mom, it's like, we sleep in the same bed, what were you thinking? Yeah, but like, oh. that's there's a difference between sleeping in the same bed when you both go to Riverdale High versus like, oh, she took a trip upstate for the night. Yeah, it seems, it seems a little strange. Anyway, uh, she accuses Brett of cheating. Uh, someone was paid to take the PSATs for him. His spot at Stonewall was paid for. His spot at Yale was probably paid for. It's the college admission scandal. I'm pretty sure that everybody already knew this about Brett, including, like, Brett's like, yeah, that's not a fucking secret. Like, <laughs> and Brett's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Did your parents not do that for you? They don't love you that much. Brett is, uh, me is like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> your boyfriend's writing a book about your dad who murdered people. And oh. as your best friend, I need to tell you this. <laughs> I hate when we fight, Betty. <laughs> uh, and they, they have their own conversation in Jughead's plot. Uh, but Charles swings by to talk to Betty, and it turns out she didn't get in because Yale did learn she's the daughter of the Black Hood. And they're like, maybe, maybe no. I just find another like, school. Betty. Yeah. Brown is nice if you want to go <laughs> Ivy. Like, fuck. What does Betty want to do? She wants to... Be in the FBI? I don't does know. she? No, she doesn't really have what, any What, like, why, what does she want to study at Yale? This is, like, that shorthand of Ivy League equals good school. Don't have to explain why they want to go there. Right, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, she wants to go because it's her dream. Because it's, because it's why. Yale. Because it's her dream. Because Rory Gilmore went to Yale. I wish she would just say that. Other Warner Brothers show yeah. <laughs> leading lady went to Yale. Because on a TV show, they went to Yale. She wanted to go to Harvard, right? And then she decided to go to Yale? Yeah, Yale was her second choice. It is funny because it almost feels like in TV, Yale is like, oh, it's like top like, top league Ivy League, but not pretentious like Harvard. It's right. a nice middle ground of an Ivy League. Like, they're the best, but they're not the best. <laughs> right. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Yale's just as pretentious as Harvard. I right. don't know. So Betty goes to her father's grave and uh, takes a sledgehammer to it. It's very I dramatic. I thought this already happened. Did she not do this before? No. Did they do this in a trailer or something? I, I don't think so. Didn't they already have that the grave was, like, desecrated? Honestly, I do not remember. I thought that was, like, in the Fred episode. They saw that the Black Hood's grave was, like, ruined. This might have been a different show. 
I'll tell you what I keep thinking about. In the seventh Fast and Furious movie. Uh, me too. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Letty, who previously uh, was presumed dead in the fourth one, takes a sledgehammer to her own gravestone. Why? Because she lost her memory when she almost died and is tired of being haunted by the memory of, or by, by who she isn't. Okay, that's drama. Yeah. These are fun. Is it a soap opera with cars? Yes, it is 100% a soap opera with cars. How many movies are there? Nine? F9 is coming out this year. Okay, so I'm okay. I'm going to not watch them. <laughs> it's the best sick day movies. Maybe. Mm, I don't like cars. No, then you're not going to love this. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I it's kind it. of mostly cars. Not right. knowing how they work, just like vroom vroom, driving around, hitting yeah. each other, jumping off of things, flying through the air. I think I might just watch like Coco or something instead. Yeah, you might like that more. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Well, I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice, somehow Alice finds her there uh, and gives her a big hug. Alice is acting like a pod person in this episode. Yeah, it, it's a different Alice this week, you know? It honestly <laughs> feels like she's going to unzip her skin and, like, <laughs> outsteps, like, Polly. Like, it really does feel like that. Pretty Little Liars takes off the mask. Like, yeah. The mask is, like, perfect skin mask. Oh, like a Mission Impossible mask? Like, literally, that's what they had in Pretty Little Liars. So, and I haven't seen Mission Impossible, so I don't know. Oh, they're pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea that you can pretend to be somebody else perfectly like that. Like, it's not clever to me. Oh. It's like, if anybody can be anybody, then, like, that's not clever. Yeah, that's why they break that technology a lot of the times in the more recent movies. Yeah, I don't like that. Because there's not a lot of tension in that. It's just a lot of Scooby-Doo reveals. Right, exactly. That's how it feels. So. So Jughead visits Betty and climbs into bed with her. He's apologizing for a fight they had in his plot. (laughs) And he's apologizing for not being there for her. She tells him that he deserves Yale. She swears she's happy for him. Mm, Eh. He's not. Uh, but she's just so sad she won't be going. So he asks if he could pay it for to help her win in, quote, the bigger game they're playing. Yeah, so do you have theories about this? He's just talking about getting her into Yale. I know. Unless unless there's going to be a whole lot of retcons after the death thing to be like, the bigger game we're playing. I think that... But, like, why would they be planning this and for, so, for how long? <laughs> I think that he's faking his own death and Betty's going to blame it on Brett or something. Why? Right, that's a good question. Like, they haven't done anything, they haven't, like, murdered a person yet. I know, I don't really... There's only a promise of a murder to come. Well, Mr. Soon. The Mr. Chipping Yo, thing, we it, forgot about hold that. Hold on, isn't it? Didn't, if, ever, because that whole storyline ended with, nah, Jughead was just overreacting, they're fine. Does it mean Mr. Chipping actually didn't throw himself out a window because they found out about his affair with Donna? I don't know. I don't know if we know that for sure yet. <laughs> like... I feel like there's still something to unpack there. Either that is the answer and they're going to drop it, or... DuPont's less interesting than Chipping. I miss Chipping. If they revealed yeah. Chipping were still alive and maniacally evil, I'd be on board for that. Do you that. think he jumped out of the window to, like, go be on another pilot or something? That's a great question. Because, yeah, DuPont could just be like, a, oh, shit, we don't we don't have him anymore. Right. We got to bring in, like, another character to do that job. That could have happened. Because he's a bigger actor yeah. than he really should have been. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't like it wasn't like he was such a big yeah, actor. Yeah, we should find out if Sam Witwer is, like, on anything yeah, right now. Yeah, that would make more sense. Or who knows? Maybe not. Maybe mm. there is. he's going to come back. 
Or maybe he's, you know. Or maybe the show's dumb. Uh, <laughs> no. So it's the quiz show finals. Jughead introduces Betty to the Yale recruiter, who says everyone gets in on their own merits, which is, you know, a lie. Uh, <laughs> and Alice, Alice is like, so if you win, you get another shot at Yale. I guess that's cool. I don't know if that's how anything would work in the real world, no. but it's Riverdale. Who am I kidding? Jughead was able to just call a Yale recruiter and be like, hey, could you come by and see if my girlfriend once could go to this school? I know, like, her father's a serial killer, but she might win a quiz show. <laughs> right, right. It turns out quiz show winnings trumps uh, the serial killer. Yeah, dad. hold on. She's really good at quiz shows. I, we didn't realize this. We didn't realize that somebody with a 4.1 GPA and, like, a million extracurriculars might also be really good and smart at a quiz, quiz show. Quiz show. Yeah. As we know, Yale is on a mission to have the best quiz show team um, Harvard, and they're going to need someone like Betty on it. I can't wait for season six of Riverdale. Anyway, Alice left Betty a present in the green room, a present that is the answers. Did you think it was going to be Adderall? No, I immediately thought it was the answers to the show. I thought it was going to be Adderall um, because of how she used to be like obsessed with Betty taking her medication, which was quickly dropped after season one and then came back for a little bit of time in season three. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I thought, right. and I thought that Betty would be like then all like crazy and hyped up on the right. show and like really win. But like, yeah, like did she deserve digging her it? fingernails into her palms? Yeah, it turns Listen, out I got no. a whole mess of problems with this quiz show. Where did Alice get structure. the answers? What? No, not even that. It's that it is structured the exact same way as the football game from last week. Yes, problems introduced before the game starts. Right. Uh, then, then the game just happens, and they barely acknowledge that there is a game. Like this quiz, this quiz show is just Betty and Brett answering all the questions. Yeah. But like pretty much all Betty dominating Brett. They say Brett's team is 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 like the best team, but they all we ever see of the quiz show is Betty's team dominating whoever they're against. Right. Uh, and Betty answering all the questions for everyone. There's no back and forth. There's no point where they're losing. If there was like a commercial break at one point where Brett's team is winning and then Alice brings up the quiz show answers and Betty chooses not to and works with her team to win, that would have been... That would have been a good... Yeah. I, I feel... Uh, also, but Alice, like, there's they're barely giving lip service to the fact that Betty's like not allowing anyone else in her team to answer questions. Yes. And also, I thought that Alice is uh, like... What, why didn't Alice have faith in Betty? Yeah. Like, why didn't... And why, why doesn't Betty do get mad at her mom for Right, that? not at all. She's, She's like, like, no, mom, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. Also, I got suspended. Also, you got fired. My entire, like, life just got ruined because you decided to be an asshole. Like, that's how it feels. I do respect that they took the opportunity to do the Mean Girls reference. Mm, yes, the limit the does li- not exist. If the limit doesn't approach anything, the limit does not exist. Also, earlier, they mentioned that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, which is also yes. the only thing anyone remembers from, from, from biology. Yes, and I still don't know what that means. <clears throat> well, it's, it's the powerhouse. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It, it does the most. It has the most power in the house. In the house. It powers the house. It okay, powers the I house. I didn't know it power. Okay, yes. Fair. Uh, yeah, so the teams are tied, and then Bet- Brett and Betty go together to finish it, which, wow, what a change. Uh, yeah. As opposed to before when they were the only two people <laughs> answering questions. Uh, the question is about, in an automobile, something that connects one or more rotating shafts. And I like this. Brett says spark plug, which just by the name can't be the right answer. <laughs> I don't know what a spark a plug, plug is. A plug that causes sparks, one presumes... 
Why, why would that connect any rotating shafts? I don't know if that's the definition of a spark plug, but I know nothing about cars. And I guess the <clears> idea <throat> was that, oh, Betty has, like, she has a passion for cars like she did in the but, comics and also now. Yeah, but that's not in the show. That's in the comics. Well, I would have you know, been all on board for this if this was a skill she had from working on cars at any no, point. No, she does. They definitely bring up the car thing before. They She's do. like... Oh, didn't she, like, help Archie, like, a little bit with his terrible car they, that you hate? They brought it up at least, the jalopy. <laughs> they brought it up at least one other time. So I understand why they would pull this reference. I, I will is give it a reference? Yes, I, I will oh. give this one to them. It would have been cooler if she was having a harder time and working with her team earlier, and she was like, oh, this is something I just inherently know, as the last question. Like a, mm. like a slumdog millionaire thing. And and if they had made it like a thing where her father was the reason that she knew stuff about cars Ooh. to bring in the stuff with her dad back around. Slumdog Millionaire, but like Black Hood shit would be really, that would have been fun. Yeah. Have you ever seen, it was a college humor or funny or die sketch. It was Slumdog Price is Right. <laughs> where it was like the same concept. It was like he was like guessing like exactly the right price, uh-huh. and it would be like he like when he goes back in his, to his memory, brain. he like learned all these prices of things, <laughs> right? But it's like there are bombs going off, and the mom is like, "Get under that table! That cost exactly nine hundred and fifty nine dollars." <laughs> like very funny, very dumb, but very funny. Uh, it's a it's a clutch, by the way, that connects one or more rotating shafts. The apparently, clutch. I like how she said it. Bruno wins, and Jughead and Betty make plans to solve mysteries and eat pizza in Connecticut, which is cute. I don't think, I don't think that Connecticut is like known for its pizza. It's New, it's near New York. I mean, like everywhere has pizza. He's just a blanket statement. But oh. yeah, Connecticut's not known for its slices of pizza. Right. I don't know. I have had good pizza in Connecticut. What is Connecticut known for regionally, food-wise? Well, it's New England, so maybe seafood. Yeah, I don't think that's really. Jughead's jam. And we'll eat a bunch of clam chowder. (laughs) We eat so much clam chowder, all miseries. Oh, gross. (laughs) Right, I know. (laughs) That's gonna really mess me up. Yeah, I can't. Sorry. It's a lot of cream. Betty puts the trophy on the mantle, and Alice is like, Good job using those answers. Good job not being too proud. But he's like, no, I am too proud. I didn't use the answers. But and Alice is like, oh, good job. But she's not like, she's not like, mom. Like, why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, mom, how could you not trust me? Right. No, it's like really not an issue. She's more like, oh, mom. Yeah. Come on. Like, it's... I tore them up and then left them in the trash. She should definitely is like I feel like Al- Betty didn't think through getting Anything. rid of the evidence. No, absolutely not. Don't she should have eaten the answers or burned them? Right. Uh, Betty gets a standing ovation walking down the hall at Riverdale, featuring no one we know uh, <laughs> uh, except Honey. Honey isn't vibing with it at all. He he just straight up is like, "What about this?" and holds up the torn up answer that's sheet put together that's been perfectly. expertly put back together. I would like to point out that you don't need to have put it back together in order for you to realize that those are the answers. Well, can you imagine if he just held out like a, a pile of ripped up shreds of paper in his hands and like, "This is this is the can you might not be able to tell, but this is the answer <laughs> sheet that you tore up." Right. Remember? Yep. Uh, it was found in her green room. So even though Alice tells Betty that she tried to take the blame, uh, nope, Betty is in trouble, Alice is in trouble, Alice's station manager put her on leave without pay, and Betty has been suspended. Just a reminder that Alice <clears throat> literally murdered someone. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, that she's a bad person. Right, right, she's, right. 
but like in the grand scheme of things, Alice has done wrong. I know nobody knows about that, but it just seems like small potatoes. But like, she's not like a great person. Right. Yeah. I don't really know what I want from her, but it doesn't matter that she didn't use them. Everyone thinks she did use them, which yeah, that's realistic. Yeah. So the victory was overturned. Stonewall wins two weeks in a row. Uh, And Betty. Yeah, Betty's been suspended. But it's kind of okay with it. It was a little weird. She seems to have weirdly made her peace with it. Like, it made Um, me think that this long game is going to be killing Brett and going to jail or something. She's like, I'm suspended, but it's fine. Well, that's kind of the end of the Betty plot. Should we do Archie? Sure. So... Archie doesn't care about quiz show fever. He's got a new dad. <laughs> Did you make this up, that lineup? I wrote that up, yes. You should do Netflix captions. <laughs> Thank you. Like, that would be very fun. Frank is nervous about starting as foreman, and I'm nervous that he is foreman, because that's a pretty high position for uh, a guy who is not a member of the longtime crew. Yeah, it also seems like kind of a dangerous thing to put like a loose cannon in charge of, you know, Yeah, machinery. especially when every other adult you know is telling you, and all the trustworthy ones are telling you, this guy's bad news. Right, and they've all known him. It's not like he just walked in and like right. no one's ever it's met him. It's not like everyone's like, oh, we also didn't know about Fred's brother. Uh, right. They all know this guy. They grew up with him, and they're like, maybe don't make him foreman. And are just like, <laughs> I believe in second chances. And they're like, yeah, he's on 19. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, so did we. <laughs> when we made him foreman in 1987, three people lost arms. Things were burned down. Uh, Archie gives him Fred's tool belt to borrow. Uh, Frank thanks Tom Keller for running the construction business off screen. So that's where Tom Keller's been this whole time, guys. Running the construction Tom business. Tom Keller is pissed as fuck. And like now he's like, oh, you didn't take my like stop firing Tom yes, stop. he's like hearing PTSD from all the Tom's like I'm sheriff and the show's like nope taking that away FP sheriff alright I run a boxing gym alright no you don't Archie runs a boxing gym I'm foreman of this construction crew Frank's foreman of this construction crew can I be sheriff again no so can I be the guy Tom should run for mayor he might be drunk right now I I worry about him he does not seem super hinged he's not doing great no well his wife ran his wife is gone his new daughter is yeah, gone what happened his son's off doing grinder dates all the time I think he I think he might be an alcoholic just from getting fired so much he it's, did not seem well because he just keeps he's like a good person just doing his best and the world's like nah why don't we have him? We got to give this to someone more dangerous than you. <clears throat> if he if he were in Katie Keen, that would be hilarious. If he's just like the stepdad, right? Say it's like, was where's Kevin? Not back in Riverdale. He died three years ago. You forgot. We're flashing forward. Yeah, Tom's like, I don't trust Frank, mostly because of all the times I arrested him while I was sheriff. Another valid point. Archie's like, I don't care. So second chances, and he's like, Are you sure? I didn't tell you about what he did. <laughs> Oh, he was the Riverdale Reaper, actually. <laughs> that was him. He's the Black Hood. <laughs> imagine imagine if Hal Cooper was just a crazy person who, like, thought he was the Black Hood, but really this whole time it was Frank. God, that would be a lot of fucking work to explain, and he's already dead, so what's the point? Right, exactly. What's the point? But I would want to bring up the tickled plot line that they have in here as being, that's the point. So Archie drops by the site after school, I guess. And everybody's already gone back to his place for beers with Frank. And so Tom's doing the books. 
and be like, hey, nobody got their Christmas bonuses. Aww. So we are confirmed that time is moving at a normal pace. So I guess, or, or it's like just around Christmas time for them. It might be like a little bit behind us. I think that they have surpassed Christmas. I think we're on the timeline. Oh, that but everyone on. missed their Christmas bonuses. Right. Which nobody complained about at the time, I guess. Yeah, it's I guess it's only a problem now. To be fair, January is a pretty cheap month for bo- for most people. And they might have they might have needed those Christmas bonuses yeah. for it. Uh, so he gets home and hears Frank tell a admittedly pretty funny story about Fred trying to steal a rival's football team's that was pig cute. mascot. Uh it's a shame that we couldn't get, that we'll never see what this actor as Frank would have looked like in a scene with Fred. Well, yes. Yeah. But they could do flashbacks with Archie and, you know. Someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Archie brings up the bonuses and Frank like, has this really weird line where he's like, you're just like your dad. Spending all this time caring about other people. Relax, we got this. But like, weird. why are we bringing up this Frank like it's his responsibility? It's his first day. <laughs> It's not his fault no one got Christmas bonuses. That's Tom's fault. <laughs> That's so true. You didn't even think about that. Yeah, how is this at all his yeah. fault? Why are we blaming him for this in the first place? He inherited this situation. <laughs> hey, man, so uh, you didn't pay anyone the money that uh, three months ago you owed them. Buddy, we just met. <laughs> yeah, this is a way to manipulate Frank. So, Frank, what do you think about Frank? Um, I think Frank keeps doing really bad stuff and it works out really great for him or and that's a really weird thing do you think i think like he's is. like he's like take this take these pills and like play your football game and it's like it worked i'm going to college <laughs> and then this episode he's like i stole money to gamble to pay everyone their, their christmas bonuses and i got the money it worked out for everyone yeah i don't know so like he hasn't I, everything he's done has worked out in the end. I think there's going to be like a reckoning in like episode three. Like I think maybe like a oh if he's like a gambler, there's probably be a debt collector at some That's point. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Tom Tom Keller tells Archie and Frank that they got a government contract to repair the drainage system in the private for profit prison. Which if it's a private for profit, for profit prison, is it a government contract? I honestly am not sure. That's a good question. But anyway, they, they could make a lot of money to fix the pipes in Hiram Land. But uh, Archie just immediately goes, no, that's Hiram. That's blood money. I don't want it. The only good decision Archie, I think, is I get made. it. Yeah, because you don't want Hiram being in charge of the business at any point. Hiram's like, damn it, I was trying to get into Archie's plot. And then Frank, yeah, I just want to see him. <laughs> Does he think about me? <laughs> Frank, uh... Frank tells Tom to listen to Archie, and I don't understand why Archie gets a say. Is he running this company? He's, like, 17. He has a boxing gym. Yeah. I thought he lived in the boxing gym. He, he, I don't know anymore. I think he lives at home now. Okay. I think that's Cause, done. Because Dodger was gone? Because Dodger is gone. That's is right. So a- now crime is gone. He mm-hmm. saved the city, just like Green Arrow. Yeah, crime really is gone now. Yep. That was not a problem anymore. We did it. It was just this one guy. Mm. It was really easy. I don't know why FP was doing this terribly with all the crime. (laughs) Yeah. They could have just, like, literally shot Dodger dead and then just, like, left (laughs) down. Okay. It was really easy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Archie finds the guys drinking together at his house again. So that, if that would be a regular thing, I'd get a little bit tired of that kind of fast. You mean, like, yeah. Every time I come from from school, there's a bunch of... Middle-aged men drinking in yeah, the living room. Yeah, I thought room. that was weird. But it, it was weird to me that that really wasn't a problem for Archie. He seemed pretty okay with it. Yeah, he was like, oh, sick, I'm going to have a soda and hang out with the guys. Right. 
I, they definitely wanted to establish that Archie was not drinking. Yes. Even though they didn't show him, like, with a can of Coke. They but, like, him. Frank would have been like, here, half a beer. Right. Like, like that could have been a good character moment for Frank. Yeah. For Archie to be like, no, I'll have a soda. Even though Archie 100% drinks. So, right, exactly. who are we kidding? I know. He's like, my girlfriend runs, like, a rum empire, <laughs> and it's constantly drinking everywhere. I mean, yeah. So. Rum empire is a strong word. Uh, uh, I think rum it's Rum fiefdom. Easy. That might be more appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but one of the guys named Carlos uh, asks Archie about the government contract. Says the guys are pissed and there's a lot of tension and the crew might quit. And Archie's like, remember every single fucking thing about Hiram? <laughs> no. This is, like, not an issue, though. Yeah, it's no one, everyone, thing. everyone, I mean, yeah, Archie's not fully the bad guy here. But, like, no, I don't know how you get a construction crew more work. <laughs> right. Unless you start destroying places. Interesting. So that they have to be rebuilt. Hold on a second. Let's burn some stuff down. That'd be fun. Or like, what if like Cheryl hired them to rebuild her house? Does Cheryl have that money? I don't know, man. Also, apparently, um, what's it? Uh, Franklin Lloyd Wright. Is that the architect? No. What's the architect? And who, who built The guy the, from The Matrix? or No, who built all the houses? I don't know. Frank Wright? Who, do you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. famous architect. I don't know. You know what? Ted Mosby. Ted Mosby built Cheryl, built Thornhill. Yeah. I'm not good at this. Oh, what's his name? Right? Something right. I'm going to Google it later. But some, You don't want to Google it now? Fine. Some architect did the thing. Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright. The famous architect who built Cheryl's house. Uh-huh. What else did he build? I don't want to look that up. I looked up his name. He built other things. <laughs> Uh, at work, Tom confronts Frank. Uh, apparently, Frank stole $200 out of petty cash, something which Frank calls borrowing against his future salary, which I'm pretty sure is not a thing. I actually was going to be like, I think is that's that an advance? Fine. Yeah. I, they're, po- they're both a little bit out of line here, right? Because like, Frank yes. should have probably run that by Tom, who does the books, and Tom... Like, it doesn't trust Frank in the slightest. He doesn't deny it. He says it. He says, basically, like, take it out of my, like... My paycheck, yeah. Right. He's the foreman. I would think that he would have that discretion. I'm not But, like, that, finding out he did use it for gambling changes it a lot. It changes it until he's like, and I want it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's shady, but it's also, like... He is a shady person, and that's why we think it's as shady as it is. Yeah. If this was the only incident, then Tom Keller would be very out of line. Yeah. Tom Keller has issues with Frank. Yeah. Uh, they come to blows. I think it's actually a pretty well-directed, like, brawl. As yeah. far as two guys wrestling on the ground and throwing punches can get. It's all I wanted, yes. Uh, and Tom quits. Great. Uh, Archie confronts Frank, and Frank, yeah, he borrowed the money, gets his future salary, uh... To, to gamble on it and earn enough money to pay them back their loan their bonuses because he feels weird about asking a teenager for a loan. Okay. So how much money does Archie have? I mean, more than $200, I guess. I guess, yeah, $200 isn't a lot. I know, that's why <laughs> Archie probably does have $200. Also, if Frank had $20, he could have made $1,000. Just a thought. Yeah, but that wouldn't have been enough to... I know, you're right. Pay but back everyone's Christmas bonuses. I know. Unless it was like, here's five bucks for you. Here's five bucks for you. <laughs> right. Christmas bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas bonuses. <laughs> so everybody got like $1,000, I guess? I guess, yeah. yeah. Everybody could have gotten $100. <laughs> I think it would have been in this situation. <clears throat> uh, 
Yeah, Frank tosses the money on Archie's desk. He's like, I made enough. We good? She's like, no, dude. <laughs> you basically stole from my dad. Uh, Stretch, but okay. My dad's legacy was, like, you gotta treat with honor and respect. So don't do it again. Frank's like, yes, sir, I won't do it again. Wink, wink. <laughs> Goodbye. This won't be my character trait. <laughs> oh, Frank, he, he did the opposite of what he said he'd do again. What a What a man. So uh, Archie meets with Tom to give him his bonus and apologize. Tom's still not going back. With Frank sticking around, he tells Archie trust too much. Uh, Archie says he can't turn his back on family, and Tom thinks Frank could be the end of the company, which would be an interesting arc if we spent any time with this company. Right. I mean, the company. My God. Uh, and all those guys from the company, like good old... <laughs> that one. Carlos, who we met today... <laughs> Yeah, and recurring guest actor Carlos, yes. And Hermione Lodge? I thought she owned <laughs> She's not even in the show anymore, it seems. Yeah, wait, what the fuck happened to Hermione? She, did she leave with Hermosa? Like, that's the last time we saw her. That was a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Or does it just feel like a couple of episodes because there was a break? Did she die in the ice storm? Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> Everybody lost a parent, actually, <laughs> on Riverdale in the ice storm. Wow. So this plotline is not as interesting as Kevin's plotline. Do you want to do Kevin's plotline? I kind of want to do that last because I have a lot of thoughts about it. Okay. Let's do Jughead. Okay. Betty and Jughead have morning dorm sex. Gross. And also, (laughs) so Brett went out to run. Yeah, Brett does a morning workout and Betty's like, now. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, I really, I know that I don't like any of it. I know it's not nice. It's not their fault that it's just, that's icky. By the way, that dorm room is tiny. I can't believe they had three guys living in there for a little bit. I I believe that. That seems like the most realistic thing. I hate when they have like giant, like Felicity style dorm rooms in colleges and like Mm. high school boarding schools. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, sorry, <clears throat> Jughead muses about how great everything is going for him. He lets slip that he got into Yale. Betty swears she's happy for him. She's not. She's not. Uh, she sees Brett on the way out and learns that he also got into Yale, uh, where he promises to crush her in the finals. Shoot, that's actually part of her plot. I should have said that. Eh, it's with whatever. her stuff. Anyway. DuPont tells Jughead that the board of the Baxter Brothers novels... Also called the Baxter Brotherhood. Why is it love his writing called? except for one note? All they of it. want a different book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's great. Can you write something completely different? Why wouldn't he submit an outline first? No, no. You have to say it live in front of a giant, <laughs> in front of a terrifying panel of shadowy figures, right? Who control a young adult mystery novel series There's apparently no people still read these books either. apparently they're massively popular they're that woman's not. like a million dollars a million dollars is not a lot of money like it's not for like a it branch. is for jughead no it's a it's for jughead but like a million dollars is like like for a franchise yeah it's not great no it's really not okay well then think about it this way they're fucking desperate right, okay they're right. barely making any money <laughs> off this series they're like maybe if we do it darker and edgier then we'll make money maybe even a million dollars i love <laughs> i love how they're like uh jughead is like the fish gouger or whatever his serial killer is yeah, yeah. who like gouges out people's eyes and they're like no 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 <laughs> not dark enough that's, that's weak sauce. We want a girl's father. <laughs> a girl's father who doesn't actually kill anyone? No, we want someone who misses. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Mostly misses. 
Yeah, DuPont's like, we want something darker. Maybe the plot of season two. Anyway, the Brotherhood is coming to meet with you. That so, was two seasons ago. That's crazy how long that this this is the one plot line on Riverdale we come back to. They won't. Yeah, that's it's gonna be forever. Uh, Jackhead goes to Charles to ask about serial killers because he doesn't want to use the black hood because that would destroy Betty. It's not that hard to make up a bad serial killer. I would like to point this out. Or a, any serial killer better than the black hood. The brown hood. <laughs> That was the option. The worst color you could have chosen. <laughs> the green hood. The red hood. Isn't that Archie's cult? No, that's actually a Batman villain. Oh, oh yes, it is. It is. I know that, and I don't know why. <laughs> Jughead pitches his new ideas to the shadowy brotherhood. <laughs> the shadows. And he's like, the fish gouger. And they're like, that feels forced. And I start wondering, <laughs> are these people a stand-in for us? No, I think they're... Or like the audience? I was wondering if they were a stand-in for executives. Mm. That was my thought. Like, when I was watching this, I was like, I think, and I could be wrong, but there is a way to at least read this where it's somebody going in and pitching the season of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And it's like, could be like a little bit meta. Maybe. I feel It feels kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know if I it's... I mean, it's definitely written by someone who's had to pitch something before. Right, so... Uh, DuPont's like, Jughead writes better when he uses his real-life experience because he's almost been murdered a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Jughead, tell him about the times you've been almost murdered. I would think that the Gargoyle King would have been a better choice. The Gargoyle King, if Jughead wrote a better ending for it, would have been a way better story for yeah. this. A way more complicated mystery for these Baxter brothers to solve. Why wouldn't they have done a Gargoyle King who he realizes her his, his brother... Is also, you know what I mean? Because that's what it was. Sure. His fake brother, <laughs> Chick. <laughs> I love how uh, now Charles's nickname is Chuck. That's not confusing. Yeah, that was weird. Chick I, I didn't like that Chuck. at all. Chick Chuck. Yeah, he pitches the brown hood. <laughs> like that's uh, a million dollar idea. We're looking for $40 million ideas, so we're going to keep workshopping this. They literally know nothing about the brown hood except for it being... Tracy True's father. Right. Right. He gives up the twist. That's the whole pitch. Yeah. There's a murderer, and it's Tracy True's dad. We love it. I kind of would like the idea if Tracy True's... Like, if I was pitching this, you already know that it's her dad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which could make it different enough. Yeah. I guess. I'm going to try to fix it so he can have a girlfriend and a book. No, nice. Yeah. That's nice of you. I am. I'm very good. But he's going to die soon, so what's the point? I hope he dies. I Not not because I even want him dead. <laughs> like, I really don't... That I, would honestly be the most shocking thing of all. If, if, if at the end of this the, of that episode, they he just tweeted, be like, well, it's been a good run. I'm no longer on the show Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, like, be like, oh, this was real, and none of us thought it was real, but this is real. It would be good to me. Like, I actually don't mind. Like, I like Jughead's, per, like, him being on the show, I enjoy, but I want him to die so badly and then be like a ghost. <laughs> like, I want him to be like what Betty sees. He starts his, appearing on Sabrina as a ghost. Oh, my God. No, like, I want him to be like Betty's, like, Betty's figment of her imagination. She sees Jughead. Like, she talks oh, to Like, 13 Reasons Why. Yes. She, I want him... Yes. He's the Hannah Baker. Got it. But he has, like, annoying cryptic sayings. And she's like, what does it mean? And then Ghost Jughead just, like, disappears <laughs> without actually clarifying. Sure, That's sure, That's what sure. I want. I bet Cole would like that, too. Cole would... Honestly, I think that Cole wants to have more fun. Cole would be like, can I do it entirely on a green screen? <laughs> do I have to come in? Yeah, do I have to come in? <laughs> <laughs> do I have to sing? <laughs> 
Please, kill me before the musical. <laughs> That's all I ask. Actually, Cole, apparently, uh, Hedwig... It's his favorite musical. It's his favorite musical. So he likes musicals. So, come on, he's got to be singing this musical, right? It's a very... I have thoughts. Mm. We'll get there. Betty demands... Oh, sorry. Brett tells Betty about uh, about the book. Betty demands the truth from Drughead. And he's like, listen, I, I, I wouldn't do it without your permission. And... Uh, but I, I I didn't ask because I wasn't gonna do it. And she's like, "Okay, liar." Right. Uh, also, you're only saying that because you've been caught, and you keep omitting the truth until it's convenient for you to say it. I also don't, except for the brown hood thing. If they just change the name of the serial killer and his mo, it's not that weird. Yeah, but she'll know. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is like recently this the the little breaks in the relationship have been strong yeah. and real and more effective than when they broke up and got back together all those times in season two. Yeah, when she, he was like, why don't you... Like, when, when are we gonna stop fighting? And It is, it is crazy that, like, the thing that's most dangerous in the relationship is Jughead doing well. That's <laughs> so true. That's kind of upsetting because I do think that is, like... That, that is a real thing in a lot of romantic relationships or even in, like, a lot of friendships. Right. Some people cannot handle it, like, success. Of, like, their significant other. Like, right. it is, like, a they real thing. They need to be the, the breadwinner or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's for sure real. Uh, she blames... She also blames the school for getting into Yale. And Jughead's like, you don't think I deserve to go to Yale? And Obviously. you weren't going... You wouldn't <laughs> apply for Yale until you came to the school, so she's, like, a little bit right? Yeah. Also... Also, yes, you're definitely only going to Yale because of Squill. 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 I, I get... I get Betty's frustration. I also think that he's not going to turn down Yale. He shouldn't. And asking somebody to turn down Yale would be very shitty. Right. And she says that later. Yeah, she does say that. And I understand. But I just feel like she was never entitled to Yale in the first place. And it's also, it's not like there's one spot. Right. Like, it's not like... Sorry, Betty. They admitted everyone there's one spot left and it went to Jughead. Right, exactly. There's just no way. So, I have... They have that cap on people to accept into Yale. Or go do a semester at community college and then transfer in. Or, like, another school in Connecticut. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, we're 15 minutes away from each other. That's what they'll do, probably. Until they all go to Riverdale High because of Mm. some tragic event or something that brings them all back into town. Like the death of Jughead again. Mm, Yeah. Jughead confronts Brett, and Brett's like, whoa, I couldn't let my best friend write about his girlfriend, my other best friend's story, without her knowing. That would be mean of me. Come on, man. Best. Uh, he's like, I'm just fucking with Betty. It's what we do. It's like our friendship thing. You don't uh, get it. School's about winning at any cost. You get that? You're in Squill. I just love the Squill. Squill. Uh, Let's get t-shirts that say Squill. But then after the quiz show and the test re- or the answer reveal and all that, Jacob comes for Brett again. And he's like, you've screwed Betty's whole life. And, uh, <laughs> and Brett's like, again, it's just kind of our like tete a tete. We're just, we're just hanging out. We're just, she also kind of came for him. Yeah. Like first. Yeah. She barged into their dorm room and was like, you didn't earn your place here. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I know. Come like, on. I'm really self-conscious alone. about it. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I work so hard on this football team in this quiz show. Imagine if he's like, my dad did what? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been actually really funny if he was like, 
But I, but I'm, but I'm, and then like that would have that would have put him on a kind of off kilter space for the quiz show itself and trying to prove himself even harder to beat her. Yeah, that would have been good. I, I just I, I think the script could have used another draft. That's where I'm at. <laughs> um, the tickled plot line. I raise you hold say on, this. Hold on, we're not I done yet. That. <laughs> so Jughead challenges Brett to a duel, and Brett's like, "All right, all right, this was insane." I was like. A real like duel? like with the guns and the five paces. Are we gonna do that? People died in duels. Yes, that's like famously choice. Yeah. yeah. Why did anyone say that was okay to do? Well, um, Squill is old. I like, don't know. No, I know, but like back then. Oh, that's well, insane. I guess they figured it was better than using swords to do it. No, both ways are terrible. Listen, people just wanted to murder other people. What do you? What are they supposed Legally? to do? Duels are illegal now. Yes. Yeah. Shooting another person is very illegal right, now. Right, right. It's kind of insane that it wasn't always. Yeah, it is weird that that was like a thing and considered honorable for a long time. It's such a petty, petty thing. It's very petty. People were very petty. They were. Now we just dox people. Right. That's also bad. Yeah. But this seems worse. Well, we're going to see. Yeah. I guess they're going to have a duel. Um, I'm very confused. They jump to four weeks later. I'm doing this here. Uh, where Archie meets up with Betty at Pops. Uh, she's like, I'm waiting for Jug to come back, but he won't. Looks dead in the camera. Ever. Jughead is dead. He's definitely dead. She viewer. never says he's dead. Uh, oh, she doesn't. No, oh, she doesn't. Because he's not. He takes her hand and says they'll get to get get through this day by day together. And my heart uh, hopes for Barchi on the horizon. So what happens? Low to them, odds. But what happened to them never seeing each other again? That was last season. Right, and now it's this. Season? It's season four now. Right. That huh. was that was night of. This is this is this is later when she had a minute to think about it. I was like, nah, I need to see him. Yeah, so... Like, they didn't know what they were doing when they wrote the scene at the no, end of, of last course. season. Do you think... I'll begin to it in Rumor Mill, actually. Yeah? Yeah, let's do Veronica and Cheryl. Ugh, okay. Veronica and Cheryl asked Dr. Beaker, their science teacher, to analyze their rum to ensure it's different enough from Hiram's rum. Why is this the line where you need help? Like, you can brew the rum on your own, but you need a science teacher to be like, yeah, scientifically, this is different. Right. Do they analyze, like, the molecules of it? Oh, I don't... buddy, I don't know. Yeah, because, like... Why don't you just, like, hold two recipes next to each other and be like, is this different? And have someone go, yes. Why didn't they, um... Like, didn't it sound like they were just going to have him taste test it? It did. Because... Yes. <laughs> right. That was my thought. I'm going to say 51%. I would also think that if it tastes significantly different, it is different. That's my favorite part is Veronica and Cheryl go to Hiram and be like, and it's 51% different. They told us that. And I'm telling you that. I don't have it written down for you, but the words are coming out of my mouth. So (laughs) you have to believe me. You just, you don't need more. Cheryl isn't doing as much in Hiram plots that I want her to. I want her to be more Cheryl. And, like, crazy to Hiram, because I want to see Mark Consuelos do, like, a what-the-fuck-am-I-dealing-with face. Maybe that's how he leaves town, Because, like, yeah, I want, like, loose cannon Cheryl going to war against Hiram. Yeah. But it, instead, she, she, Cheryl modulates her speed to, to, to run in sync with Veronica. You know? Yeah. And it's like, the amount of Cheryl we get is, is, is more reserved, because she's hanging with Veronica. This is a weird choice of a plot line. It's just... Oh, it's very strange. 
Not uh, as weird as the, the next one. I, it's just so weird that we're, we're, we're still running this hard of the whole run thing. Man, we just, we just can't find a good Veronica plot, you know? Throwing a lot of things at the wall. Uh, Veronica comes up with a really weirdly complicated plan to sell rum. Because they can't sell rum at Le bon Nut. But if they make Le bon Nut into a dance club and sell mocktails with free samples of the rum, that's technically fine. Mm. But also, you can go to the Coat Check Girl and order bottles of rum for delivery, I guess? Also, you can uh, get in trouble for serving underage regardless. Of if it's paid for or not? Yeah. Yeah, it's still all teens coming to your stupid speakeasy. Sorry, nightclub underneath a diner. I think you still need a God, imagine being the person up at the diner where just under undergraduates are whoop, whoop, I would hate that so much. Just (laughs) trying to take my kids out for a nice meal. That's my nightmare, honestly. The only place to eat. That being said, a bar where that's like a speakeasy beneath, or a club that's a speakeasy beneath a diner is kind of cool. I don't like basements. I'm just saying a dance club is a better idea than a speakeasy. Yeah. It, it makes more sense to have kids there. Uh, you can do, I guess, more poppy fun music and less of this like elegant dress up that they've been yeah. doing there. Yeah. I liked the dance sequence part. That was fun. Yeah. I could have watched that for a long time. Yeah, they look like they're having fun. Yeah, they look so good having fun. Mm-hmm. And they do. They dance in their new nightclub. But then the lights go up and the sheriff's department enters. It's a raid. Hiram's got a raid and a warrant. Doesn't he? He's done this many times. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, you should be used to this. Uh, he. They find the rum for sale because it's not well hidden. And, you know... Hiram knows where everything is hidden in this place. And uh, he grabs a sledgehammer, another sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. It's two sledgehammers in this episode. Or is it the same sledgehammer? Hey, Veronica, can I borrow that sledgehammer <laughs> from your dad? After, as they're leaving the graveyard, Hiram pulls up, hey, can I borrow that? <laughs> Thanks. I've got somewhere to be. Uh, he destroys all of the bottles. It is actually kind of a fun scene just to see. I would love to do when that. He, when he took off his jacket and started rolling up the sleeves, I'm like, are you getting undressed? <laughs> are you taking your shirt off? What are we doing? It's hot in here, John. <laughs> Come on. Cheryl uses that they have another batch at Thistle House. I guess it's just so easy to make rum. Uh, <clears throat> but they know that Veronica's father will just keep raiding Le bon Nuts, so Cheryl gets an idea that the audacity... Because, in essence, the idea is, what if they open a speakeasy? (laughs) They already have one! It's great! Like, we'll have the Maple Club, but no one will, like, know about it. We'll need a password to get in, but we'll sell liquor out of it. It's the same as this club! It's a fucking speakeasy! (laughs) Oh, but this one, you actually keep a secret. (laughs) Learning what a speakeasy actually is. I think, like, we just need a new speakeasy. (laughs) We need a decoy speakeasy to hide our real speakeasy. Right, and they call everyone who's like, oh, this number means sex. And they're like, hey, we're not doing sex anymore. (laughs) We're teenagers. But if you want to, like, hang out and drink exactly one liquor, (laughs) we are the spot for you. It's Maple Base, and it's called the Maple Club. I mean, how great is that? And all these guys are like... I guess that's fine. Yeah, that's what I want. Not everyone is a rum drinker right. either, so no matter how good your rum you is... You guys like, I'm more of a tequila, tequila man. Do you have that? No. <laughs> it's just 
one kind of maple rum. What? Get over here. Why did they start putting maple in everything? Like, all of the different drinks? They're like, this This is not what we want. Maple tequila sounds like the worst thing in the world. Disgusting. No, maple vodka sounds like the worst thing in the world. I think maple vodka, at least, would probably just be sweetened. But, like, a yeah. good maple tequila. Because tequila has a taste. Yeah. And that would That's be That's true. Disgusting. Vodka's flavor is pain. Right. Uh, so, Yeah. Probably wouldn't be that bad. I mean, it would be bad, but bad, like, as bad as vodka usually is. Though it is my favorite, so. It's, uh, wait, vodka's your favorite? Well, it's my favorite because, like, you can hide the taste of vodka. Uh Uh-huh. You really can't hide the taste of other alcohols. I'm so California where it's like, it's low calorie to do vodka sodas, so that's what I'm gonna have. I mean, that's all I have, but the problem is... If you also like the mission is getting drunk, not the flavor for me. Right. Well, exactly. But for me, I mean, like what? beer, I drink for the taste. I don't like beer, but liquor, I drink for the effect. You drink about this is the. I don't know if I should be giving this tip out because who knows? Oh, who this is. underage listeners. Yeah. Well, if you are of age and you are paying for a beverage, my thing is. If you don't like the taste of vodka, get it with Rosa's lime juice, a vodka soda with a little bit of Rosa's lime juice instead of like tonic water or whatever. Uh-huh. Pretty much hides the taste, kind of, you know, like a little bit better than like a sugary cocktail, you know, which could like, cause you to kind of crash, you know. Okay. Yeah. I and really that's like it. Caitlin's drinking tips. Yeah. Tune in next week for another set of Caitlin's drinking tips. Or just pour a bunch of maple syrup in it instead. Just see what happens. Squirt it in there. I'm going to try it. Like how you make milk into chocolate milk with chocolate syrup. Friday, I'm going to just bring a bottle of maple syrup and vodka. Oh, boy. We're going to just have a time. We're going to have a time. So, because it's going to be a lot of work for them with the other business they run it together now, apparently, and school and the quiz team that they haven't been studying <laughs> for all week, they think that they need a live-in manager. This is their first choice. Reveal I want to point out. Penelope in the sex bunker. Veronica rightly points out that she's a murderer, and she right. was like, "So is your dad and Betty's dad." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want them running this club either." Right. Right. Like. Also, Kit, is she stuck in the bunker? Yes. Yes, she is. She's trapped in the bunker. Uh, It doesn't seem like she's chained to anything. So, like, in theory, she could have opened the door and left at any time. Right. Maybe they, like, put a weight on the door. But then she's out of the bunker when she's in the maple club. Yeah, they let her out of the bunker because now she lives at the maple club. So. She could just leave. But she didn't. Right. She stayed down there the entire time. Is the idea that Except when she had to go out and videotape their front doors for four hours at a time. It was that her? No, there's no no evidence that it could have possibly been her. Is there any evidence that we're going to hear about this plot again? I think it's a slow burn for next year. Or, Next year. or video will appear of them killing Jughead, and like that's what catapults us to. That would make sense. The next part of the plot. Yeah, I don't think Penelope's the right call for this job. I think uh, Polly could have done this job. Sure. Someone else could have done this job. Someone who needed a place to stay. Well, can we talk about her mask? Yeah, let's talk about her mask. Penelope has to wear a Penelope mask. To, it's to, a Brahms mask. It's super terrifying. Did you see the boy? No, you no, didn't. No, I still haven't seen the boy. Okay, so... Or the boy, too, do which you, exists. Do you think this is all promotion for the boy, too? That is the mask he wears in the boy. I don't know. Is the next episode going to be like, I can't wait to see the boy, too, in theaters? 
I mean, it's a little weird of a coincidence. Listen, they only watch Love, Simon in this world. They've never seen the boy. Do you think that somebody, like, who wrote Someone in the writer's room was, listen, everyone in the writer's room picked a movie, right? Someone picked the boy, and they're like, there's a lot of plot in that. Someone else picked Tickled, and they're like, there's not a lot of plot there, but we'll work it in somewhere. (laughs) Right. Everyone gets a movie that they can base a plot off of. They, but they really sky. have been milking the boy for all of all it's worth. Apparently, the blue sky that they have to do in the Riverdale writers' room at the beginning of the season, just to have a plot for like one season of the show, must be like. like yeah, what can I can't it? imagine it, how many seasons the show has in it before the writers are like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We had Penelope living in the walls. Right? <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. Again. Well, I mean, we can. We can do things again. Right. We do. We have. We have. We love it. Right. It is the favorite thing. Hiram has come in with a sledgehammer many a time right. now. But right. what if Hiram were, get this, in power? <laughs> I know. I know what you're thinking. But what if this time? But what if, like, you know, now he's, like, mayor. Oh, he, governor. What if he's governor? Yeah. President? President Hiram Lodge. Uh, but just in Riverdale. Just in Riverdale, that's right. In the White House in Riverdale. Right. Because Riverdale is actually its own country. It, what if it was A little-known South American country, Riverdale. What if Riverdale, the White House, the Cream House. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, something like that, you know. Like how they changed... Um, what do they change? What's like the best one that they've done? Like the five seasons to the four seasons? <laughs> right. There's only four seasons. Here's the thing. Pop texts Cheryl and Veronica that's like, oh, the bone nut was rated again. And if I were Hiram and I noticed that now I'm rating it and neither of them are there, I'd immediately think, oh, uh, they're doing it somewhere else now. Right, right. He's not a like dumb instantly. man. Instantly. He's unfortunately not a dumb man. No. He just gets in fucking everything. Uh, also, Tony's there. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. I Tony th- is also there. I thought they were going to make Tony be the manager for a hot sack. Boy, that would be great to give her anything to do. She's on the quiz show team, too, but she doesn't answer. She answers, like, one question. She doesn't do she anything. She has a personality. Does she? No. Or is she just a tool? Okay, we are getting to my favorite plot she's, line. She's just a sexy lamp now. Yeah, it's been a bit. I'm over it. All right, let's talk about... Wait, hold on. Let me say that again. We need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. Why wasn't that the name of the episode? There's still time. Oh, oh my. I will if Kevin ever that. leaves the show, his last episode should be called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Kevin was here? Oh. <laughs> Who's Kevin? Jake, remember that kid you don't like? Oh, oh right, right, right. Oh, great. Kevin. Kevin's here. Oh, great. Kevin's here. So, Cucumber Melon <laughs> tries to make amends with Kevin at Pop. He's like, hey, start of the time I ran off with a cult without you. <laughs> it was it was because of the cult. Yes, I was in the cult. That's right. But we didn't like you very much, so we left you behind. They don't really explain why Kevin got, got left behind. We're not talking about the cult anymore. The cult is over. It's over. Okay. Was there a reason? Did they give us a reason why Kevin was behind? Yeah, to leave a message. Right, but like, why Kevin? Because it would hurt. Oh, burn. So mean. Kevin's like, I can't talk to you. I've got a grinder date coming. It, he doesn't say grinder though. He says something else. Oh, I thought it was grinder. It's definitely not really grinder. But they ha- they mention Tinder for real sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely not grinder. It's like Glimer or something like what? that. Yeah, I remember being like, that's weird. 
Well, this guy named Terry walks into Bob's and is like, hi, nice to meet you. Want to get out of here? I have a room of the five seasons. In front of everyone. And Kevin's like, okay, which is just, what? Yeah. I, I thought that this pot was supposed Kevin, to be... Kevin, I can't believe you're just looking for sex. I mean, maybe he is, which is fine. But the thing that kind of bothered me about this whole thing was that I thought we were going to get to a really real place where the only... Like, Kevin can't find anybody except to, like, just hook up with and he can't make a real connection. Yeah. But, but that's instead, not where we went at all. No. Because where we went was that Terry keeps tickling Kevin while making out with him. <laughs> He's like, hey, have you ever taped yourself? And Kevin's like, yes, it didn't go well. He's like, no, not that weirdo. I mean, getting taped being tickled. He's like, oh, I'm the weirdo? Yeah. Why did, what does he say? He's like, why does every date I have turn into... Why does every date I have get so weird? This is so fucking weird. <laughs> it's so fucking it's weird. It's so out of place on this show, too. <laughs> It, 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 it pays about five grand per per tickling video if he's interested. And Terry's like, it, I'd be directing, so there'd be another guy. A total beefcake. And Kevin's like, I guess, sure. He's like, great, he's downstairs, let me call him. <laughs> so Terry went into this date being like, I'm going to tickle the shit out of this guy. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have so much. Since I've seen Tickled, well, let's finish this plot, and then and then I have thoughts. Okay. Uh, this absolutely massive man takes off his shirt. And Kevin's like, he knows what's happening here, right? Oh like, he's God. clearly nervous. Casey Cott is playing this as someone who's more uncomfortable than they've ever been in their entire life. Maybe because Casey Cott And yet, I'm so astonished that it doesn't end with him going, no. And then, like, running away <laughs> from this thing. Uh, Terry's like, I relax. I've done hundreds of these. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> hundreds? And then he pays Kevin afterwards. So we don't actually see the thing, which might be for the best. Who it's knows? absolutely for the best. Uh, and it's like, you want to make more? Stud. Uh, you can make serious bag. And he's like, do I have to work with um, the biggest person I've ever seen in my entire life? And I'm like, no, you have someone else in mind. So Kevin goes to the Cucumber Mel and he's like, hey, you want to tickle each other on camera? So. Okay, so if anybody was watching this and was like, honestly, what the fuck is happening? This is kind of sort of a real thing. It makes no sense in this context because they adapted a real thing and made it make no sense. Mm. So I'm just going to summarize. I was shocked it wasn't like a live stream to be like, hey, we taped it, but it was great. I promise. Here's your money. Right. Well, okay, so Tickled, there's a movie... Tickled. It's by the guy who does The Dark Tourist TV show on Netflix. I, his name is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. But it's a documentary about this man from Australia. He's a journalist who found these videos of, like, extreme tickling competitions. So he does, like, kind of, like, weird niche, like, little human interest stories. So he's like, oh, like, let me, like, dive down, like, this rabbit hole. So he started messaging people, like, associated with this, like, quote-unquote organization, and he got back, like, very hateful messages, like, stop looking into this, like, blah, 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 blah. So essentially, what happened is that this person makes these, like, extreme tickling videos claiming that it's, like, a sport. So it would be like, hey, John, would you want to participate in an extreme tickling competition? We make these videos, have somebody tickle you, like, and then, like, okay, I can only go for three minutes. Okay, cool. So then they get uploaded online as, like, an extreme tickling competition video. Then the person would 
blackmail the person who claims to be running this like tickling organization would blackmail the person in the video um and like try to ruin their lives by saying like look at this like porn thing that this person was involved in so like people like lost their jobs like it's like destroyed their like lives so basically it's all this one person who like operates under many different names pretending that there's this sport out there called extreme tickling that they've invented solely for like some weird sick sexual-ish gratification and but also to like kind of just like emotionally manipulate and control people like a Jesus Christ yeah okay is that do you think that's what's going to happen here well this is the thing that doesn't make sense it starts out while it's not actually sex it's very much established that this is a sexual thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like... The the point about the tickling video was a lot of these guys were also straight and, like, not trying... Like, it, they weren't trying to make porn. They were mm. just... It would be almost like... It sounds torturous to be tickled like right, that. Right, for sure. But, like, they weren't trying to... It wasn't supposed to be, like... Like, they didn't sign up to be in, like, a porn video and then got embarrassed. Like, the whole scheme of it is, like we pretended there was a sport that doesn't exist and then like manipulated you. So, but the thing that doesn't really make sense here is that Kevin is walking into this with his eyes wide open. Yeah. So it's not really as, um, it doesn't like, it doesn't really work as well because if you did watch some, if you knew that you were make making a tickling video, it would be embarrassing but you also already knew that you were making a tickling video for someone else's. Yeah. Like for like you, he already kind of knew he was is filming. Is he desperate for the money? I mean, five thousand dollars is a lot. Like if you're. I know if you're a yeah. teenager, that's a lot of money. Right. So, but the other thing is, I don't really think if anybody watched Kevin being tickled, that that would be that big of a deal. Yeah. So I don't really. It's just weird. Like I don't really think the stakes are that high. If he was like, hey, do you want to make a sex tape and then I'll sell it, that would be... This, people would just watch it and be like, what the fuck? Oh, wait, yeah. didn't you, like, kill someone? Or, like, <laughs> weren't you in a cult? Like, like it's not like Kevin doesn't have any... Skeletons in his closet. Right. Kevin's got quite a few. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think this is that big of a deal for him. Or it shouldn't be. It's more just strange. Yeah. I don't really know how it's going to go. Maybe there is some... Maybe he's not going to go to college because of it. Which would be kind of interesting if somebody's like... If you think there's a plan for Kevin, though. Right, I don't... I'll be shocked. Like, if Kevin was like, Like, oh. if we never hear of this again, then I'll just be like, oh, that one time Kevin was tickled for $5,000. <laughs> I can't wait till that gets added to the... Did this happen on Riverdale? <laughs> like, that list that they have? Yeah. Like, yes oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So do you want to get into rumor mill or superlatives first? Superlatives. All right. Do you have any? Most likely to lose out on an NYU scholarship because he was paid $5,000 to be tickled. Higher blood. Oh. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, most likely to give someone 47 chances, Archie Andrews. Yeah, too many chances, Archie Andrews. Uh, best quiz teammate. Brett? No, that <laughs> other girl on on Brett's team oh. who's like, no, Brett, this is the answer. And right. then it's right. Because that team she is the cool. only four students that go to Stonewall High that aren't are Jughead. Yep. Yep. 
best roommate, Brett, for knowing, oh, my, my, my roommate's got his girlfriend over. I'm going to stay out of the dorm for a little I'm bit. I'm going to go running. Yeah, I'll just wait for her to leave. Yeah, creepy, creepy, creepy. So, yeah. Best business person? Not Brian no one. Cheryl. No, no one. one Pop Tate. Uh, yeah, for keeping that diner open despite all the raids. Yeah. He just he just funnels the cops straight downstairs. So they won't get in the way of anyone's just meals go. upstairs. Let's go. All right. So let's get into the rumor mill. What are you thinking? Um, I think that Betty and Jughead are planning to fake Jughead's death. But they. What about the stuff where we've seen Jughead's dead body? I think that's part of the faking of the death. Then what is the body? I think it's Did they body. make it? Oh. Like, he's on a coroner's table. Yeah, I think it's him. I think he's alive. Just a full FT? Like, if they're faking his death, it's going I, really terribly when they get fingered for murdering Jughead. I think FP's in on it. I think everybody is in on it except for Brett. Why? Because I think that they're going to find something out about Brett. Maybe but Brett. Wouldn't, oh, wouldn't Charles have found that out this episode? I think that Brett or killed did, Mr. Chipping. Did they find out this episode and like we don't really we're not really aware of like them mm-hmm. starting to scheme something else? That's what I'm thinking as well. That maybe there's some sort of um in the in the file because the fi- the final game that they were talking about or our long game or whatever. Yeah. I think that is connected to something that Brett did. I think Brett maybe did something to Mr. Chipping, and this is Jughead getting revenge. Yeah. Do we? Did Jughead like Mr. Chipping that much, though? No, but I feel like he's, like, such a sucker for justice. And even though he is, like, leaning into this skull and quill thing or whatever, I think that ultimately he's not one of them. And this is going to be him coming back and realizing, or us realizing, no, Jughead never really went to the dark side. He was always fighting the good fight. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't really know the mechanics of it yet. So So, TBD. So do you think Barchi is on the table or not? Mm Mm-mm. I don't think they're ever really going to go to Barchi in a full way. Damn. Unless I do a big time jump. Yeah. That's all my hope. Yeah. We deserve it. I've been through too much. It would be nice if they had an episode, if they had a season of Riverdale that jumped ahead like three or four years and like there's no real drama in Riverdale and everything is like happy and good. And then the kids returned. Yeah. And then everyone's like, it's you. Oh, this whole time. It's always been you. So that's kind of my theory. And unless, I don't know. What if they, what if they do a time jump three or four years? Everyone comes back to Riverdale after college and find it's been turned into a giant amusement park. I mean, Uh, Hiram land has been open because they weren't there to fight him for four years. That would have been hilarious. What I really want is a It's a Wonderful Life episode or like a I Wish I Was Never Born and like how everything was like I want that episode for Archie. Here's what I keep thinking. Uh, the girls made Penelope Blossom their, 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 their person in charge of the Maple Club mm-hmm. but Penelope Blossom was in the Legion of Doom with Hiram Lodge. Right. Like he's her friend. Yeah. Of course. And she's got a phone. Like, she could right. just call him and be like, hey, this is where they're selling their rum out of now. She's going to betray them. This is a terrible idea. Just like Frank is going to betray Archie, because Archie's whole plot this season has just been about how bad he is at following his father's example. I know. Like, every time he tried, like, uh, and things were, he was already, like, his arc was already at the end of the, at the mid-season finale, like, oh, I... I'm not good enough to take on his example. And then Frank will show up and just drag him further down. What is the point of that? Or is he supposed to overcome that and what? Kick Frank out of his life? Unclear. 
Anyway, what are you looking forward to, John? Um, boy, if you'd asked me a couple of days ago, I probably would have said something like the Super Bowl. But now it's just F9, the ninth Fast and Furious movie. Is it because we talked about it? No, now? it's because the trailer dropped on Friday and it kind of blew my mind. No, oh, I did not watch it. Of course not. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, okay. So, and I know that. This oh, yeah. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I just assumed that you asked. You are probably not going to agree with me, but I really think that you should give it a shot. I watched the Taylor Swift documentary. Um, I really think that people who not even don't like her, I mean, you're entitled to like not like a person, yeah. but who really questioned a lot of the things that she did in the past, when you look at it from like a psychological perspective, I think her documentary, Miss Americana, really like illuminates a lot of things, not just about her as a person, but about how like women are supposed to behave. She talks about something that I related to a lot, which I'm sure you guys won't understand at all because I definitely don't display this at all on the podcast, but how she, her whole life, was so controlled by, like, approval, like, applause, not, like, literal applause from, like, an audience, but, like, pats on the head, like, oh, you're such a good girl, oh, you're such a good, good songwriter, like, how she, like, lived for that approval and, like, how crushed she was when that approval went away, but how she as an adult has learned to sort of like that she can't live to like please everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not really explaining this that well, but how she kind of came into her own like political awakening, it felt very off. The whole thing felt very like she felt like a very authentic person. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes you watch a music documentary and you're kind of like well, like, this person is making a documentary, like, the way they I want to see them. Yeah. Like, the way they want me to see them is how they're going to be presented. But I really felt like this was, like, a very interesting psychological examination of her. And while I think she came off well in the documentary, I don't think that it didn't, like, challenge some of the things that she did. and how And her realizing, for example, that, like, there were all these clips of her on award sh- on uh, news shows being like, oh, like, well, I don't talk about politics because, you know, I'm just a singer. Like, I just sing. Like, nobody wants to hear me, like, talk politics or whatever. They just want to hear me talk about, like, breakups. And then, like, literally, like, David Letterman, like, high-fived her and, like, stuff like that. So she kind of felt like, oh, I can't say anything. Like, no one's going to, like, listen to what I'm going to say. Like, they just want me to sit down and shut up. Like, the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dixie Chicks were, like... They, like, basically, like, lost their career, like, for a short time. Because they got really political. Because they got... Well, it's funny. It's, like, I thought that they got really political. And they... Really, what it was, was they made one comment about how um, they didn't like that the president was from Texas, meaning George W. Bush. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a much bigger thing that they said. That's it? Apparently, like... Wow, um, that's dumb. Right. And, like, but people, like, went after them. And she was like, I love the Dixie Chicks. And then I saw that. And I was like, I want to be able to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And how she kind of came into her own after her sexual assault trial. Anyway, I'm talking a lot about Taylor Swift. I just summarized the whole thing. Really worth a watch, I thought. I really liked her, but this really gave me a new perspective. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to end up watching that. It's just because I don't, you, I'm not the kind of person who stands pop stars in any way. And I'm not you really. You stands, not with a D. Yeah, stands. stands. Uh, and I'm not, yeah, so I don't really, I'm never seeking out a lot of information on who they are as people. I just kind of like the music sometimes. You just bop. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 
it, I just thought it was a very well done documentary. But also, I do think that, like, if you're not a fan of her, like, not, like, if you hate her, like, or whatever, but if you're just not, like, a huge, not even a huge fan, if you're not, like, somebody who knows that much about her, mm-hmm. you might not be as or interested. If you're, if you're open to changing your mind about her, even. Yeah, like, just, or more, like, I think you do have to kind of care about her a little bit. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just not that interesting. Right. Kind of how I don't care about cars. <laughs> so. Right. So, that's pretty much it. Also, the Good Place finale. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't even really talk about it, so I didn't want to bring it up. But, like, oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good, and it was so sad. It was so perfect, though. It it made me... This is going to sound very dramatic, but I don't fear death anymore in the way that I used to. If it feels the way they describe it in that show, then that's not so bad. Well, just the explanation of heaven to me in that show how you could not live in like a perfect heaven even with the person you love the most and like the reasons why you couldn't do that why that wouldn't be what you want anyway yeah it makes sense it makes sense it's very human right and that's what i thought was always really interesting because i've had that thought like what would be the perfect ending to like all of this right yeah there is none and Mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting yeah so now it's kind of like okay if there's nothing that's okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... It was the most human show also. Yeah. It just got... Understood people. Yes. And how weird we are in all of our... All of our idiosyncrasies. It's a really... Really good show. Yeah. Sad it's over, but happy that it ended the way it did as opposed to going on for like 10 seasons. Yeah, it ended while it was on top instead mm-hmm. of uh, getting to a point where we're like, come on. Right. I even think that like... They could have shortened this season by two or three episodes. There were a couple episodes in, in like, the first half where you're like, yeah. oh, is this what we're doing for the whole season? Right, I know. Although, also, the back half was, like, a lot of falling action. Like, the climax was, like, kind of right in the middle. Mm-hmm, I know. Well, like, once they got into the actual good place and they created the good place, it, that could have been the finale. Mm-hmm. But they needed to do the finale they did. Yeah. So they had to get there. Yeah. Oh, it was intense, though. They basically died twice. Well, they died many times, but... Eh, it's been going around. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Anyway, what are you looking forward to? Oh, we're leaving? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, John. Where can they find you, Caitlin? They can find me at Riley Tweets on Twitter. R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find us at the Riverdale Register Podcast on Instagram. I guess. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, we're there. It's us. What about you, John? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Patton and my blog, Catcher in the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Good pun. Thank you. I don't know what's happening next week on this show at all. And that's the way I like it. Are we murdering Jughead? God, I hope so. Hedwig eventually. Hey, guys. Hey. From the bottom of my heart, keep it sleazy. Keep it sleazy. Take it sleazy. Take it sleazy. Take it sleazy, Take River it sleazy. Vixens.